Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, Elliot, thank you. It is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in. We're presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice weekend. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's week 14, my man. It is week 14. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning to you, Patrick. I, I don't know if you could get any higher than when I listened to the Navy midshipmen singing Don't Stop Believing" at that game yesterday. That might <laughs> that have been great. one of the greatest moments in sports I've ever seen. And then at the end of the Navy, Army-Navy game, the sense of pride by both. I mean, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's what that game's all about. And I enjoyed it so much that I just wanted to comment on that before we start talking about the NFL today because that was really, really special. We do have a new trend. The under is 16-1 and one over the last 17 <laughs> seasons. And uh, we, of course, if you had the over, you cashed into overtime 20-17, to 17, a winner for Army. But to your point, uh, we always say it just means more. Well, watching the, that game, you could just tell. It just means more to everybody at that stadium. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I really do. It just makes me want to go to it. It just was so uh, compelling and prideful and, and unifying, something that we need, too, as a country. I think it unified us all, and it's great. And the competition and, and the way that the teams play and compete, stay in the moment, there's a lot to learn from that game. So, But I, I loved it. I loved when they were singing Don't Stop Believing. To me, that, get, that sent chills down my spine. It was a great way to uh, enjoy that, the, the festival yesterday. So we move forward today. Totally agree. Enjoyed every second of it. The armed forces, of course, Army and Navy, they get their own weekend every year, which is well-deserved. So a good job there, Army, a 2017 winner. Okay, so let's start it this way. Week 14, 
When I'm looking at the calendar right now, December 11th, we'll get to the weather, we'll get to the injuries, we'll get to everything. But just storylines for you heading into this football Sunday, what stands out immediately? Well, I think, you know, this is the obviously the last weekend of buys. And so what, what stands out to me is we're going to find out if Minnesota's for real. Are the Giants for real? You know, I, I think there's some of these games that are going to – Seattle, are they for real? You know, are, is Pittsburgh really getting better? I think there's a lot of uh, – litmus test this weekend if you if you will you know uh, and, and we're seeing it is right off the top right Detroit which a lot of people feel like might be even a better team than Minnesota I'm not sure that's true but you know they played them so well in game one 28-24 had a chance to win that game should have won that game had they not mismanaged the game and so there's one Seattle three and a half point favorite against Carolina you say well Carolina not very good they well Carolina can run the ball Seattle struggled against run defense is Geno Smith 100% healthy we're going to find out how good is Seattle they should handle Carolina at home but will they right and then you know you move forward to a game like Tennessee and Jacksonville you know we've got Trevor Lawrence coming off a toe injury can he play well Tennessee two-game losing streak are they healthy enough to get going there's so many good games that we just throw away the record and I think we're going to sit back and watch this Sunday and say wow this is a really good weekend don't you find it fascinating that it's almost mid-December we're getting into that playoff push territory and the biggest storyline even mainstream media this week was a point spread and what am i talking about i'm talking about the five and seven lions michael they're now two and a half point favorites take a look at your board DraftKings just went to two and a half off the two circa is at two and a half against a 10 and two vikings team i can't remember a 10 win team being this maligned they're nine and oh in one score games they've got a plus 10 point differential They've been outgained yards per play. It is really fascinating. There is juice right now. All the sharps, everybody's on the Lions at two and a half right now. You know, and 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 for good reason. I mean, Jared Goff has played well over the He's last five games. They're four and one the last five games. They had a chance to beat Buffalo. Look, as bad as they've been on defense, they were able to play Buffalo really well. And and that was impressive. And they could have won the Buffalo game had they not mismanaged that. I keep saying mismanaged around Dan Campbell. It seems like a trend. It is a trend. So be careful. You know, I'm on Detroit today, you know, in the Russo contest because I feel like they are the better team. And their skill players have really come to light. They're healthier in their offensive line. They've got great skills. Swift and the Williams in the backfield's a dynamic duo. So, you know, I think a lot of this is where is your team going and where is the other team? I mean, look. If you had the Jets last week and you in the points, you kind of got, you know, the red zone killed you. It's just like if you had the Raiders on Thursday night, the red zone killed you. So, you know, you've got to be able to score points. And, and Detroit last week never punted, never punted. And I don't think to, it, it, that Goff really got rushed at all. And when Goff has protection and, and he's able to set his feet and make the throws, he's very good. You know, it's fascinating with the Lions. They've won four of five. They've covered four straight, Michael. You mentioned the Bills game. They could have won the Miami game without mismanagement by the head coach. And I don't want to crush Campbell, but this team sitting at five and seven, that record could be better. The defense is playing with incredible energy. It was a terrible defense, a historically bad defense to start the year. 
And also, this Ben Johnson, people should get to know the name Ben Johnson, the OC. I know you like him as well. But he draws up a beautiful game plan, and he kind of gets into the rhythm of a game. And he has weapons. And I've killed Jared Goff. Jared Goff, over the past three, four weeks, has been very, very good. And he eats up zone coverage, which is what my what Minnesota's going to throw at him today. No doubt. And look, the last time they played in week three of the season – the, the Lions were not playing very good defensively, and they still played fairly good defense in that game. They gave up 373 yards against Minnesota in Minnesota, right? They forced one turnover. They missed field goals in that game, and they went for a long field goal, which gave Minnesota field position. So, you know, as bad as they've been defensively earlier in the year, that was one of their shining moments. Now, last week they had their finest defensive performance of the season. They actually held a team to under 300 total yards, which was a miracle. You know, and so they've actually improved over the season and against some good offenses. You know, they went into New York and they were able to beat the Giants. And you say, well, that wasn't really impressive. Well, golf playing outdoors is impressive. Chicago, they, they were able to beat Chicago there, you know, and they were able to, I mean, Justin Fields did what Justin Fields kind of does, run around as the sixth running back. But, I mean, give this team credit. You know, they're, they're getting better. They're still 31st in the league in red zone, red zone defense. They're 31st in the league in third down defense. So this ball is going to move up and down the field. But where they're really good, where they have been exceptional, and this is going to be a test against a test, and this is why I like Detroit today. Detroit's the number one red zone team in all of football. And Minnesota has basically gotten 10 wins this year because of their red zone defense. You know, it's fascinating, too. You mentioned week three, a Minnesota 28-24 winner. Dan Campbell was awful in the fourth quarter in that game. Remember, Detroit was up 10 with less than 10 minutes to play. They had every right to win that game in week three at Minnesota. Ends up 28-24. Interestingly yeah. enough, you combine that, that's 52. And you got a total of 51 and a half. I think there's going to be some points there at Ford Field today. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, for Minnesota, I mean, for Detroit, they, they got to be able to kind of play from in front too, right? They get that confidence going, feel good about themselves and move the ball and build off of what they've been able to do. I, I think that's really going to be important. But, no, no, I, I agree. I, I think both teams will be able to move the football. But, look, Detroit's hard to play right now. Their line's playing really well. Goff is throwing the ball. They've got great skill players out there on the perimeter. Chark coming back really makes a difference for their offense, right? It gives them that vertical presence on the outside. It lets their other receivers play make plays inside. And, look, if you don't put pressure on Goff, Goff can – can dice you up and and that's what they've been able to do and I mean look at it I mean they've been very and, and the other thing Goff's done a great job of since the Dallas game they've only turned the ball over three times yep they've only no. they had five turnovers in that Dallas game you know and they should have won that Dallas game and they've been able to protect the football and that's been key and he's got to do it again today you know, it's always interesting. We talk about market perceptively changing, excuse me, the perception changing the market. Well, the Lions have won four straight. The Vikings have won two straight. Yet the Vikings are coming off the nail biter at home against the Jets. And the Lions are coming off that blowout, Michael, against the Jags last week. So remember, Minnesota opened as the favorite, but early betting, which is often sharp, moved that number through zero. And as I mentioned, I don't know if we're going to get the three, but we're at two and a half with a couple juiced up numbers at 115 on the two and a half at Circa, which means we're headed towards three, which is fascinating here. It really is. The lie. I mean, look, it, when you everything about sports betting is not about the record. It's about what have you done the last three weeks? What's the matchup? And then how have you played? I mean, last year, as bad as, as Detroit was, they beat Minnesota in there. And so they, they've done, you know, they have they've had beaten Minnesota before, and they can look at the tape and say, hey, if we don't mess this thing up, we got a really good chance to beat them. So, 
you know, I think a lot of this is going to come down to the strength versus the strength. The red zone defense of Minnesota, which is ranked 12th in the National Football League against the number one red zone offense. I mean, that's going to be the key to the game. And if they do what the Jets did, it kick field goals, they're, the Minnesota will win the game and cover. If they don't, if then Minnesota, then there's Detroit. You're going to be able to cover this line. I think what we've learned this year so far is almost 80% of these games, the, the, the point spread hasn't really mattered. You know, so if you like Detroit, you think they're going to cover, they're going to cover. But Minnesota, you're going to have to be able to defeat their strength, which is that red zone defense. Dogs on the year overall, 55% clip. Division dogs, Minnesota in that role today, 61% ATS. I think I might have to emotionally hedge. And you know what I mean by that, right? Everybody's on Detroit. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I want this to. I want this momentum to keep going. I think I have to come back and bet the Vikings. I mean, there's just like literally. I don't know one person that's betting Minnesota today, and you can see it indicative. As well, far but as it's the funny though. Concerned. You know, you say that though, and so what I always love to do, and we should go when you go to your betting splits on Veasan, and I think it's important. What I love is I don't get caught up in anything other than I love a low ticket count with high cash. And so for this game, Minnesota on our board here, the the, 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 the site that we use here, 52% of the tickets are on Minnesota. They only have 11% of the cash. 48% of the tickets are on Detroit. They've got 89% of the cash. To mm-hmm. me, I love low ticket, high cash. Those are the two things that I think are really important to look at. I just think it's important to note, we'll probably never do this again. We haven't done it in years, but it is December 11th, and we open the show, Michael Lombardi, with the Honolulu Blue and Silver. The Detroit. Well, you know who would be proud? Your boy, Wayne Fonts. He'd be Oh, he's proud, probably got a cigar he? out. Yeah, they, he should do the coin flip today. <laughs> Coming back. Uh, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Tom Brady finds himself in a role that isn't very frequent. We'll get to that game next here at Lombardi Line. Just getting started on a Sunday. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, 
Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we're going bowling this bowl season. Don't do it. Without our help here at VEASAN, the bull betting guide is out. you got to be a VEASAN pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Remember, picks on every bowl game, power ratings for every game. Bowl betting strategy, that's the most important part because betting the bowl season much different than betting the college football regular season. Make sure you check it out, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A great job behind the scenes by everybody putting together the bowl guide. All of our guides, you have to be a VEASAN pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Of course, Michael Lombardi there. On his throne at the Borgata, what's the scene there in Atlantic City today? What's the weather like? Uh, uh, it's getting a little. It's warmer. It's rainy. I think it'll be rainy up in the Meadowlands, but it won't be as cold as it was yesterday. I mean, that Jerry Seinfeld in here last night, Patrick, big house, really. Here. So yeah, you know, Jerry was in here last night and uh, did his comedy show, and uh, so now we've got. Uh, so I think it's a sleepy crowd, but we're getting some people going to the window. I think a lot of Giant fans are excited for this today. So this is, a, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a moment where the Giants, you know, we're going to find out if if they're for real. I don't think they're going to have Saquon Barkley. I was just, uh, uh, oh really? I was just, comp- yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be very iffy. They won't have Leonard Williams for sure. They're beat up. I mean, the Giants are not healthy in terms of their injury report. They got a lot of guys hurt. It's going to be a challenge for them against Philadelphia today. But the the line here. As Thomas told me, that line's moving. For, it was at seven and a half. He think it'll it's going to come back down to seven. A lot of money coming in on the Giants here at the book. Yep, I'm seeing sevens blanketed pretty much everywhere with Philly laying it. I've got that as one of my targeted four weather games. Let's start with the first one: the Jets at Buffalo. A good shot of snow, Michael. Potentially a mixture of rain and snow. Sustained winds. Oh, that winter 10 mix. To 15. Don't you love that winter mix? Oh, so. It looks good on television. It's not fun to be there. <laughs> Ten to fifteen miles an hour. As we get to this the, the division matchup, now Buffalo's lane 10 mostly everywhere, 43.5 on the total. Remember, we saw this matchup at the Meadowlands in Week 9. That was a 2017 winner for the Jets. Let's get into the cap on this one. Well, you know, this, is, this was a game where, you know, Buffalo didn't play their best and turned the ball over too many times when they played the first time and the Jets were able to sneak out a win with Zach Wilson at the quarterback. And they protected Zach. They were able to run the ball, make some plays. They protected Zach in the game, and their defense kind of held in there. You know, it's surprising that after you beat a team in your own field that you're now a 10-point dog traveling in there. This is a huge game for the Jets. You know, and, and one of the things we talk about the Jets, we say, well, they're really they're, they are a great defensive team. And, you know, they are a good defensive team. There's no denying that. I think you can certainly say that. But one of the concerns you have if you're a Jet fan in this game is the fact that 
when you watch the Jets, they struggle in a couple areas that, that, that suit Buffalo really well, and I think this is why the line has gone up. The, the Jets are not a great third-down defensive team for as much – for where they are in terms of their ability to rush and their speed of their defense and their corner situation, they're 21st in the league in third down. And they're 19th in the red zone, which makes the red zone so bad is you would think they would be a great red zone team because of their speed of their back seven, right? They're very fast on defense. You cannot deny it. The problem is teams can run the ball in in the end zone on them. They're 17th in, in rushing touchdowns allowed, which then that heightens it. So the way Buffalo played, the way they were willing to run the ball against New England last week, New England got caught up in a situation where New England wanted to go to their nickel. They got two. They had the two safeties on the field, Phillips and and and. Uh, and uh, Jabril Peppers, and then they got run out of that, and then when they put their bigger guys on the field, they couldn't handle the speed of the game. So, you know, this is going to be Mike White's challenge today to protect the football. Can he protect the ball? I think that's going to be really the essence of this game, and can they stop Buffalo in the red zone? They did the last time they played. Can they do it this time? Michael, first thing that jumps out to me, I'm going under here, 43-and-a-half. You had 37 combined in Week 9. I told you about the weather. These are two top five defenses, division unders uh, clipping at a 62% under this year. But also, these are defensive-minded. This is going to be a defensive-minded game. Both offensive lines, weakness in pass protection. Uh, to me, this is, and remember, the Jets rushed for 174 yards in, in Week 9. I think the game plan would be the same, no? Well, I mean, the last time they went up there, they got killed with Mike White at quarterback. Remember, Mike White threw four picks in the game up there in Buffalo. Yep. You know, and, and Josh Allen only had to throw it 28 times for 366 yards. He kind of dominated the game. And they really controlled the game from start to finish because the Jets couldn't protect the football. So, yeah, I think whether the, the Bills are going to be rested. I don't know where we are with Deion Dawkins, right? I think that's going to be the key at left tackle. And Cuisenberry, the left tackle, also was hurt for them. The Jets' offensive line, I thought, played way better, way better than I thought they could last week in Minnesota. They protected White. They really did a great job. And they were able to run the ball a little bit against – they ran the ball effectively against Minnesota. I thought they threw it way too many times. they got to slow the game down, the Jets. they got to slow this game down, and they got to play into the strength of their team, which is their defense, playing fast on defense. And, look, the Jets have a lot of strengths going for them. There's no doubt. When you break down the game codes in this game – the Jets, are, the Jets have a lot of areas where you say, oh, man, they're pretty good. But the, the reality of it is is they've got to be able they've got to be able to stay attached to get this game into the third, fourth. They can't make it a 50-pass game for Mike White or else he's going to turn the ball over. Okay, breaking news. We'll come back to Jets-Bills. I don't know what the news is. Elliot may be back at Circa. You can tell me. But Jason, a very sharp friend of mine, just texted me. He said, take a look at Cleveland and Cincinnati. Michael, Cincinnati's down to three and a half. What happened? Is there news that's breaking? Is Burrow not playing? Because remember, this was five and a half when I woke up this morning. That number is headed closer to three than six. It's three and a half right now with Cincy Lane. Are you hearing any news on Cincinnati right now? I have not heard anything on that at all. I mean, Everybody look, has gone of- to three and a half. Everybody. DraftKings, it's lighting. Look at your board. It's lighting up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, Happy holidays. I mean, this is, yeah. Wow. What, well, yeah, that's a that's a pretty extreme move day of. So we'll, well we, see. What... We know that we know Hayden Hurst. I mean, when you when we went through the injury report, yeah, I've got a bunch of three and a halfs here. It's really moving. I mean, and that's interesting too because the the money kind of is evenly split here. Let me just look here quickly. Elliot, do some research back. 
no, you're not seeing anything. There's something, some, some syndicate or somebody just did something yeah. because that you don't generally see literally five and a half this morning and five and a half when the show started 20 minutes ago to drop the three and a half and it looks like the juice is headed to three. Something's up in Cincinnati. Well, look, you know, the, I think a lot of this has been the Browns have always played the Bengals tough. I mean, the Bengals have struggled to protect against against the Browns' front. I mean, go back to the first time they played on the Monday night game. I mean, the Browns ran the football effectively, Brissett protected it, and they put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. Now, you know, the only injury that I see on the injury report is Hayden Hurst, and he's out with a calf injury today. So, you know, Chase is going to play. You know, we think Mixon is even going to play in this game. So, you know, I can't – I don't understand it. Now, you know, the one thing I think we have to be careful of, we don't talk about it anymore, but – there, you know, the flu season is here, and maybe there's a couple guys that we don't know about on this Bengals team that are going to miss the game because of flu-like symptoms that haven't really showed up on the injury report. The Browns have beaten the Bengals five straight in the Battle of Ohio. Joe Burrow's 0-4 in his career against the Browns. That is a fascinating uh, right now it's popping up and I'm just taking a look at the board because everybody's lighting up. So Cincinnati officially pretty much everywhere has dropped down to three and a half hosting Cleveland and Deshaun Watson. And, and, and it's a good lesson here to learn, right? So if you were like, I like the Bengals. I didn't pick the Bengals in Russo contest because he picked them before I could get to them. So, but you know, that number was five and a half at that time. You know, when we were talking about this is Friday afternoon at five o'clock. And now it's down to three. And if you like the Bengals, then take the lay the three. Like unless you, there's something out there that bothers you. Like this doesn't mean somebody's right. Like does somebody? We don't. One thing about the NFL, we don't have crystal balls. You know, if you're hitting sixty percent of the bets, you're doing great. So if you still you're getting a better number. If you like the Browns, stay away from this. You just you're getting the worst of the number. So you know you waited too long. You should have taken the five and a half when you had it. Yeah, I think, as my friend Jason just texted me, I think there could be some market manipulation going on here with this number. I think there could be some, I think there could be some money pushing that number I, you know, down that's a great point by Jason, right? That's right. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, one of the great things about being here at the Bergada, I get, a lot, I get to be around a lot of the sharps here that, that live here at the hotel because they bet so much. And they talk about that all the time, that the great Billy Walters, who is a god-like figure in sports betting, would put a lot of money on it to move a number so that he could get it back the other way. And, you know, that's why I'm saying don't deter your handicapping just because the line moved. If you like the Bengals at five and a half, you'd love them a lot better at three. Look at look at the Army-Navy game, right? Army opened up as the favorite. The line moved all the way to Navy. Army ended up winning. I'm texting Gable right now. He's probably right near you and of course thomas gable who runs the we, race he's a three and a half here patrick he's a three okay, and a half here on the board i see it's it. happening with this cincy game and, J- and jason just texted me everybody's still active so there isn't a scratch it's not like we're getting news on it yeah and yeah. elliot just let me know in my ear we're not seeing any news to me it looks like market manipulation again tremendous job by jay uh DraftKings just went back to four okay so let's monitor this all right. Yeah. DraftKings was literally just three and a half. Now they've gone back to four. You're getting betters that are now going to start pounding Cincinnati. What a wonderful racket we work in, huh? It, it's unbelievable. And, and, you know, for me, I had this game as a seven-point game favor in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's playing really well. They're playing really well. Oh, yeah. and, and after Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Watson's performance last week, now you say he's got to get better. There's no doubt he's got to get better. He can't get any worse than he was last week. Throw up that Browns-Bengals board as we go to break. You see the money line on the Bengals is 185. This morning that was minus 240. 
That's significant. We'll come back with the Lombardi line on Jets, Bills, and then we'll get to Brady. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, I've got an update on that Cincy line movement from behind the book with Gable in a second. But first, and this is for Jason, the sharp that just wrote into us because he's a big horse racing fan. Well, here's a couple of plays from Express Bet Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Plonk, both at Oaklawn today. Race 3, Jeremy has the one horse. Runaway Magic at 5-2. to two. Race 7, Oaklawn, he has the one horse. Stellar Lily on top at 15-1. to one. That's juicy. Bet these races and more at First Bet. Get 10 bucks free when you sign up, and also when you use the code HORSE200, you can get 100% match deposit up to $200. So make sure you check it out. It's VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. So the business we work in, as we welcome you back, happy holidays, hope you're having a nice weekend. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. The business we work in when these boards start lighting up, that's breaking news. This morning, remember, since he was laying five and a half, money line was 240. All of a sudden, we're talking. Jason texts me. It goes down to three and a half. I just texted Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. He's going to join us in a little bit. He said, quote, I can say one group hit Cleveland here. I assume it was hit elsewhere as well. Mostly books following through, I assume. There is manipulation going on here. It's gone back to four and a half at BetMGM. Let me just finish this, and Michael will let you run with it. The only player that is going to make an impact on a, on, a, on a line like this, a number like this, is if a quarterback is scratched. Something happened in the market here. Something did, or somebody's manipulating the market. Somebody put a lot of money. But let's, let's, not, let's not confuse with putting a lot of money on the game as being right. Last week, last week there was a gentleman here at the Borgata that put a half a million dollars on the Indianapolis Colts, led by Jeff Saturday in the park. And how'd that work out for him? You know, so I think you have to be really careful. And you, you got to kind of like, okay, here's my handicap on the game. Like, I have this as a seven-point game. And and I think the Bengals are the better team. I think the Bengals are playing better. I don't know how you could feel comfortable the way Deshaun Watson played last week. Now, I fully expect Deshaun Watson to play better this week than he did last week. It's just he couldn't play any worse, right? So I think he'll play better. And we know the Browns have have been able to run the ball on Cincinnati. And we know the Browns have rushed Cincinnati very effectively. They've had a hard time blocking Miles Garrett. We know that Zach Taylor has struggled to stay in a good protection to help help the left tackle against Miles Garrett. So there's a lot of reasons to like Cleveland, especially at five and a half. I don't know if I like him at the three and a half, at four and a half, but I do think there's a lot. I, I happen to think that Joe Burrow will play really well today. And just to clarify, your number, the Lombardi line, is seven on this with the Bengals laying it today. Yeah, my number was 7.21 for this game. Okay. So when I, when I – Go ahead. When I, when I do Russo on Friday, you know, I, I always have a list of games that I want to go through and pick. And, he, you know, when he took Cincinnati away from me, you know, then that was, a, that was an issue. So Stefanski's beaten Taylor five straight, including 32-13 in week eight. And remember, last year, another beat down 41-16. Yeah. So this is, it's for every reason you look to the Bengals. They're still in that push-in division. They've been playing great. It's a revenge spot, Battle of Ohio. Burrow is from Ohio. I mean, it's just... Right, and and so like I gave out Bill A.D. I I always give Bill A.D. my picks on on, on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. I gave gave the Bengals out at five and a half, and that's going to be one of my plays today for the show. So if if you can get them at four here at the... 
here. They're at uh, they're four here. Take them. I love the Bengals laying the four. I would be stronger on it than ever. We've got four and a half now just hit at DraftKings with the Bengals laying it. So remember, DraftKings got all the way down to three and a half. It's funny watching these different books. It's the stock start market. To, it's just it, it's, it's playing it. It, it. It's the movement of everything. You know, you've got to be. But don't let that affect. Don't let it affect your 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 decision and your thought process. It's like yesterday. You know, Army moved the number. Um, Army was the favorite. And they end up becoming the dog. So if you go with the money, are you right? I mean, I've seen it so many times where if you go with the money, you're going to be wrong. I mean, look, you know, nobody's betting Philadelphia today. I mean, nobody's betting Philly on my board. Philly's got, uh, you know, it's 50-50 ticket count split against the Giants. Philly's got 82% of the money. And yet the line's moving a little bit back to the to the Giants. But when if the Barkley news comes out today that Barkley may not play, which I think it's probably 90% he won't. And even if he does play, he's not going to be healthy. He's not going to be able to go finish the game. I think that number will move back to 7.5. Well, I think it's a great point. All things are the same. Nothing's happened as far as Cincinnati. We don't have a scratch as far as injuries. So your capping before this line move should continue through it because nothing's changed except right. it looks like a bit of market manipulation. Remember, Gable just told me he got hit by a group. I'm sure others got hit by a group. Oftentimes, this is coordinated. I know this sounds crazy, but oftentimes people, when money is involved, they coordinate and they move the numbers, if that makes sense. Okay, do me a favor quickly. I want to put a bow on Jets-Buffalo. What is your Lombardi line? I'll set up the number. I've got Buffalo laying 10. Actually, DraftKings just went to 9.5 with Buffalo, yeah. the Jets in town. I had this as a 7.47 game. I, I don't like the Jets. Russo took the Jets in our contest there. But let me say this about the Jets, right? So when I break down the 19 areas of a game that I think are good, the Jets are strong in five of them. They're, they're in the top 12 and three. So they have eight areas where they are really strong. Now, they're, they're, they're weak in three of those areas, a lot of that due to Zach Wilson. But the Bills are strong in 16 of the 19 areas. They're in the top 12 in 16 of the 19 areas. So that's significant. Their power ranking is really impressive. So for me, you know, when you break the game down, it, 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 you could see why this line. But I think it's too many points, especially on a cold day. They've got to. This is essential. Mike LaFleur. Robert Salai, they've got to protect their quarterback. You cannot go into Buffalo and throw this damn ball 50 times against a front. I don't care that Von Miller's not playing against a team that's set up to play nickel fronts and nickel defense. You've got to run this thing, slow the game down, and try to keep the pace the way you did the first time you played them. That's going to be critical. Can they do that? I don't know. But that's going to be what they have to do because this is their season. I mean, New England's got Arizona on Monday, and they're, if they lose to Buffalo, it, it's going to start – these losses start to mount up, and it becomes very challenging for the Jets. This is a big game for the Jets. In 2006, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots were three-and-a-half-point dogs to a rookie quarterback, Vince Young. You remember Vince Young. This will be the sure. second time in Brady's career he's going to be a dog to a rook today. Tampa and Brady at San Francisco. He returns home where, by the way, he's only played once in his career at San Francisco. Brock Purdy's going to get the start. The rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, and the San Francisco 49ers are laying three and a half pretty steady across the board. Yeah, that, that line hasn't moved all week, right? So that line stayed the same. And for me, you know, I know that they came back 16-3. to I know Brady made a lot of throws. But can this team handle the front? I mean, they're still not going to have their right tackle. Werfs in there. And Brady's still not comfortable with their offense. They have no run game, right? 
they're going to have a hard time running the football against them. I'm sure Brady went back to his Super Bowl 2014 play sheet that, you know, that Josh McDaniels devised. And, you know, every time that the Patriots with Brady played against the Pete Carroll defense, they've always moved the football because McDaniels and that offense understands how they play. And so they'll have a, you know, so Brady's kind of, I don't want to make him the coach here, but he's almost like the coach. He, he's going to understand how to attack it. Now, whether they can do it or not, I don't know. But the front, the, the key is going to be he's got to be able to protect. And I think ultimately when you break the bucks down, you know, this is going to have to be a 45-pass game for Brady because I don't see him getting any relief in the run game. I don't see him getting any relief in the run game. I mean, they've had one game where they look good offensively. That was in Munich when they ran for 161 yards against Seattle. Other than that, other than that game, other than that game, they've run for 76, 96. They've had 51, 44. I mean, they can't run the ball. They cannot run the football, and that puts all the pressure on Brady, which then puts all the pressure on the offensive line. So to me, this yep. even though Brock Purdy's the quarterback, the mechanics of this Buck offense against a very good front is going to be challenging. The Bucks and Brady are a league worse three eight and one ATS this year. They've been favored in pretty much every game, so they're going to be a three and a half point dog. We're actually showing three on our board. Let's get the board with Michael's Lombardi line ready to go. I want to ask you quickly. This is something I think most people know, but Shanahan is a head coach of the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo is 42 and 19. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, he's 9 and 29. He's now a three and a half point favorite with Brock Purdy. Full week of practice for the rookie. What are your expectations? Well, I think a lot of it is going to be they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to run the ball on Tampa Bay. They're going to try to get short passes into their skill players who are very, very good yards after the catch. I mean, that's the key to the 49ers with Garoppolo or with any quarterback, they've got to make really good decisions yards after the catch. And I think that's going to be it. And I think if you're Kyle, you've got to play really good. Ray, Ray McLeod's got to return the ball well for you in kickoff and punts. You want to play field position here in this game. You want to be able to get the ball to your players and just tell Brock Purdy, look, that don't we don't need you to turn this ball over. We need you to protect the football and play smart. That's going to be the key. Don't play outside yourself. We can win this game with our defense. We can win this game with the kicking game. And we can win this game with runs and timely passes. I mean, you almost have to play it like the Giants are playing with Daniel Jones. We're not going to let you mess this game up. By the way, you see the total? I know a couple of sharp betters on the under. It's a 37-and-a-half number. That's, a, that's low <laughs> that's with low. Tampa Bay Tom Brady. Tom Brady. How many 37-and-a-half on it with Tom Brady? I mean, think about it. You don't think he's going to be motivated catching three and a half as he heads back home to the Bay? That is a fascinating game in the late window today. Early window, fascinating. Philly at the Giants. Giants holding on for their playoff life. That's next. Lombardi line. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it... Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM has you covered. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit except one, you're going to get your stake back and free bets up to $25. Just a great deal from BetMGM. Log into your account or download the app. Sign up with BetMGM. Again, one-game parlay four legs all of them hit except one 25 bucks back to you back in free bets 21 years or older 1-800 gambler if you have an issue promotional offer not available in mississippi nevada or new york the godfather is in the building at circa of course he is brent musburger countdown to kickoff how about the sunday lineup on v the industry leader you go from michael lombardi in the lombardi line into countdown to kickoff with ever heard of him brent musburger he'll be joining yeah. us on the show coming up in just a little bit of course as you know michael brent obsessed with weather we've got four weather <laughs> games targeted today and brent will have plenty to say on the underlying theme today which is that cincinnati number at five and a half this morning it's now three and a half mostly everywhere DraftKings is four, and I think where you're sitting, I can see you looking for the number. You're sitting four there at the Borgata? I think so. It just clicked it. I have to wait for it to click over. We've got the first half line still up there. He has It hasn't clicked back over to the thing. I missed it on the first click, so we'll, we'll get it back here. But I think it's still four. I think we're still four here. But that's a fascinating line movement. It's a point and a half. Here we go back down there. Yes, we are at four. Okay. Or at the Borgata. Remember, every book's a little bit different, so we'll keep you updated on Cleveland and Cincinnati. 
Uh, let's go Baltimore, Pittsburgh yeah. for our Masson audience. And again, we welcome everybody. Masson, uh, they're in the DMV. Nesson, we'll get to you coming up in just a little bit. Marquee Sports Network. Unfortunately, the Bears have officially been eliminated from the postseason. Cash that ticket if you had it. Tyler Huntley is in for Lamar Jackson. More on Jackson in a second. Pickett's actually playing pretty good ball, Michael. In Pittsburgh, again, Tomlin it continues to overachieve. They're laying two, hosting Baltimore and Huntley. Well, I think what you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, what he was able to finally do with his team was figure out what he could do offensively. With Trubisky, it was all over the place. Turned the ball over too damn much. Uh, you know, couldn't get any consistent complete passes. Couldn't really run the offense. Pickett at least has allowed them. He has not played spectacular, but he's played effectively, and they've been able to run the football. The challenge today is going to be: can they run the ball on the Baltimore front? Forget about that. Lamar Jackson's not playing like. This game in Pittsburgh is going to come down to can the Steelers run the ball? Can they be able to take the pressure off of Kenny Pickett? And the Browns and, and excuse me, the Ravens have played very good run defense, and, and that's been the strength of their team. Where the Ravens have gotten into problems is when it becomes an all-pass game and, you know, the fourth quarter. But they're very good. They're very effective. They're the number one team in the league in terms of the least amount of rushing attempts they face. Because teams go into the game saying, we're not going to rush it. They're number two in yards allowed. Now, they're third in, in yards per attempt against them. So they're a hard team to run the football on. Where they are very effective, where they're, where they're weak is, can we throw the ball on them, right? So teams have tried to. That's going to put the ball in Pickett's hand, and that's going to change the game and the dynamics a little bit here for that. So to me, that's where it's going to come down to. And, you know, when you say, well, how do we make up for the loss of, of, of Lamar Jackson? Well, Huntley has done a nice job. Huntley has really done a nice job. He can move around. He's not the same runner that Lamar is, you know, but he can still move around. He carried the ball 10 times last week for 41 yards. So he's able to move a little bit in the pocket. He's not going to average 6.8, which is what Lamar did. But I think they can run their offense effectively, and I think they have to be able to run the ball. They can't get themselves into a 50-pass game either with the ability of the Steelers to rush the passer with T.J. Watt back. So, look, I think this is going to be a close game. I think if you get the if you got the Ravens, you get two, and you know you're going to make every field goal in a tough place to play field goals. We might have some weather here in this game too. I think it's going to be a hard game for Pittsburgh to play because if they can't run the ball, all of a sudden it puts too much pressure on their passing game and pick it. Of note for Tyler Huntley, remember the 10-9 win against Denver and that long drive in the fourth to end the game. He did have the flu. In fact, Huntley was joking with reporters this week. He said the one game he didn't want to play was last week because he had the flu. Think about that. Playing quarterback in the NFL with the flu, Tyler Huntley is completely healthy now. No surprise. He, Lamar Jackson, is the MVP. When he plays, they win. When he doesn't, they don't. Uh, I've got the numbers to back that up, but let's talk about Lamar Jackson. This is a dicey situation. Uh, yeah. Schefter reported earlier today he may not play until Christmas with that sprained PCL in his knee, uh, but also you have the undercurrent of the contract lingering as far as him playing or not playing here. Well, I mean, look, you know, it, it, you always run that risk when a guy goes into the make-or-break year, right? And so the Ravens felt like they made a fair offer. He didn't think it was. The Deshaun Watson contract loomed large in this deal. And so now, you know, it's going to come down to when does he play? I, look, this Raven offense to me is is – is really, I thought, I think broken. And I've been saying it for two years now. I, I mean, it's a, no, there's no passing game to it. It's kind of a, it's a run game. They can't keep Ronnie Stanley healthy, the left tackle. They've, they've had to move the line around. Their, their receivers don't match up to the passing game. They've got these outside vertical receivers, which are great. 
they, they have a quarterback who wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field. You know, and when he was at his best, he had Hayden Hurst and he had Mark Andrews. You know, now they got to get likely more involved to the offense. And so, to me, this is a game today that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit because Pittsburgh has played really good run defense. And Pittsburgh's improved in that run defense over the course of the time, where Pittsburgh has really done a great job. In the last four games, Pittsburgh has not turned the ball over offensively. They haven't turned the ball over. And yet they've been able to create seven turnovers. So this is, that's where the game is going to be. So I think it's a low-scoring game. I think it'll be a low-scoring back-and-forth game. I don't think either team's going to want to take too many chances knowing that the turnover situation is there. When, when Pittsburgh lost, in, in the last, when they've lost games, it's because they've turned the ball over. They lost to Miami. They had three turnovers. They lost to, to Philadelphia, two turnovers. Now, you know, when they, when they lose to the Bengals, they didn't turn the ball over. The Bengals were just too good for him. And I think ultimately the Bengals passing game was just too good for him. That's the difference. And again, unders divisionally, 62% to the under this year. I think you're right. 36 and a half on the total, Michael. I had the under circled. We saw this formula with the Ravens and Huntley last week. He went up against a top three defense in Denver, and they essentially said, don't mess it up, right? We're not going to take any chances here. I don't think you're going to see a lot of chances taken in this game, specifically from that Baltimore Ravens offense. No, because I think Tomlin's way too smart. He knows that if he puts if he puts Pickett into a situation against a good pass defense, you know, that that's, that's prone. And his offensive line, let's face it now, his offensive line in Pittsburgh has improved during the year, right? But they're still not very good. They still struggle to pass protect. And going into the game, I mean, he's not going to be able to, to throw the ball effectively consistently. Now, where he's got to be really good is he can't give up big plays. I mean, Pittsburgh's pass defense is 28th in the league in yards per attempt. So they give up explosive plays. Their offense is 30th. They make no explosive plays. So he's got to play it tight to the vest. And if he can't get that running game going, it's going to be a real challenge for him to be able to stay in the game, to be able to. But I don't think Baltimore is going to be able to do what they need to do. They don't have a passing game to really exploit it. I think I owe an apology to Kenny Pickett. Probably judged him a little too early. You just don't see a ton of attributes that stand out. But let's be fair. He's played pretty well the past couple of weeks. Uh, So that's Pickett. Can I get the Lombardi line? He's he's played well in the sense that they haven't asked him. You know, he's thrown against New Orleans. They won. They threw for 162 yards. Against Cincinnati, he had to throw the ball. It was late in the game. That was a first-half game that was close, and then he threw for 250. Then when he played against Indianapolis in a game that they dominated, he only threw for 120, 150. But they were able to run the ball for 172. And then against Atlanta, you know, he throws for 197, but they run for 154. He needs those runs. The last five weeks of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the reason they've kind of come back is they've been able to run the football. When they couldn't run the ball against the Jets or against Buffalo, that's when things fell apart. Today, that's the game. The Baltimore Ravens must force Kenny Pickett to participate in the game. Also, since they're by in week nine, Pittsburgh is 12th overall efficiency-wise on defense. They're second in rush defense. They're seventh uh, in pass. So, again, they've just really played well defensively over the past uh, four or five weeks. Let's get to the Lombardi line on this matchup with the Ravens and Steelers. You do have a little bit of wiggle here. You want to explain this one? I got a ton of wiggle, which is why I like the Ravens today a lot. I think the Ravens are, you know, look, the Ravens, they match up well. They match up well to Pittsburgh. It'll be a dogfight. We know that. But if you're giving me points and the Ravens, I think I'm going to take it. They're the better team. They've played more consistently through the season. 
and they typically play well in Pittsburgh. They understand how to play. They kick. They kick the. They have field goal. They they can make field goals in a tough stadium to make field goals. So I like the Ravens a lot today. I think they're a good play because I do think as good as Pittsburgh's playing. I think the one thing about the Ravens is they have toughness. They'll match the toughness of the Steelers. They won't back down. And at some point, a rookie quarterback is going to have to participate in the game, and, and that's going to be a problem. They don't win the games since 2018 when Jackson got there, but they do cover. Baltimore is 9-7 and seven ATS in games without Jackson since drafting him in 18. So just in 20 seconds, you think the Jackson – sitting out until Christmas. Do you think that has something to do with the contract or is this No, all I think he wants to above? I think most player I think most players want to play. I think and especially he doesn't have an agent in his year telling him not to play. Right. He's his That's own agent. I think he wants to play. I just think he's not healthy. Big hour coming up. Thomas Gable, Brent Musburger will continue to monitor Cincinnati as that number drops, but next, you've got a banged up Giants team hosting Philly. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.